Welcome to Making Sales Social Live, another episode. Today, we're going to talk about LinkedIn content for social selling. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information. Basically, four different areas we're going to talk about today. Um, one is the five elements that are required for content to convert from connections to conversations. Mm-hmm. Another one we're going to talk about are the types of content. Mm-hmm. Then content for the non-writer, like, hey, I'm not a writer. How do I create content? We'll talk about that. And then also using polls for content. So, Bryn, you want to kick it off? Yeah. Well, first, let's talk about what social selling really is, which is ultimately building relationships, bringing value and insights, and being a resource, knowing that the sale will come when the time is right. Well, where does the where do the insights come from? What is being a resource? Much of that comes from content or they come from Bob. Um, much of much of the, the the resources, the value, the insights, they come from content. So let's talk about this. The first thing, Bill, that you mentioned are the five elements that go into content for social selling, right? So the first one is resonate with your buyer, right? We've got to resonate with our buyer. I'll go through them quickly and then we'll talk about them. The second one is create curiosity. Get them to lean in and want to read or listen, right? Consume that content. The third one is teach them something new. Because if you're not teaching them something new, it's not insightful. It's not resourceful. It could be an interesting story, but it's not effective for social selling. So teach them something new is number three. Number four is what you taught them needs to get them thinking differently about their current situation, right? When we can do that, when we get them moving from status quo thinking to thinking differently, it will create compelling moments. And compelling moments could be anything from a reaction, a comment, a share, and accepting your connection request and asking you to connect, a mentioning someone else, whatever it might be, it gets them on our radar. It moves them from lurker to engager. And when we do that, we it starts the, the ability to start the social selling process. So number five is creating that compelling moment, leading to our solution, getting hands raised. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, so let's just quickly talk about number one, resonate. How do we do that? First of all, you got to know who your buyer is. Mm. And it's not everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So the content has to resonate with someone. So, so as to Bob's point, you have to know who it is you're, you're quote unquote fishing for and use and then you have to use the right bait. So by using the right bait, that's, what's going to resonate so that when they read the first part, they understand he, he or she's talking to me, like, this is me. I can identify myself in what you're in the content you're creating, the story you're telling, um, the, the challenge you're, you're addressing this resonates with me because then that gets me to read more. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. If you're not resonating with your buyer or, you know, your buyer or whomever you want to start that conversation with, then why are you doing it? Yeah. Well, it's not social selling, right? Yes. Right. right. So, yep. num- so number two is create curiosity. I think the most important thing in creating curiosity is what does that first line say? Right. Is, does that first line draw them in? Is it an interesting statistic? Is it a question that makes them go, hmm, that's interesting. You know, I want to lean in. So mm-hmm. creating that curiosity is really important. Teaching them something new. So this one can be hard because especially, you know, if you're doing the same thing, but you have to look for opportunities to do that. You know, how can you address something in a new and different way? That's what we have to do so that when they walk away from that piece of content, they have learned something. Right. right. It wasn't just a waste of right. We talked about the ask offer ratio, right? That is it's not a bait and switch, you know, that you didn't pitch them. But it's also not, yeah, it's not like neutral. It's mm-hmm. actually compelling. And so when we teach someone new, they go away going, wow, I never knew that before. And and that leads directly into thinking differently. So talk about well. thinking differently. I mean, a lot of times we're, we're in our jobs and we're banging away on our keyboards or, or whatever. And we're not really thinking of, uh, about what we need. And we come up with something on LinkedIn that just kind of makes you go, huh, that's something I never considered before about something that, you know, maybe they do all the time or maybe it's something that they need or whatever. But I mean, but but, but to reframe their thought process around what it is you're talking about is, is really important. Plus, it has the added benefit of making you the person who is uh, doing the post or whatever, really a, a thought leader in their mind because you got them to think differently. I love reframing. Yeah. Get them to reframe the way they're thinking. I just Mm -hmm. want to reiterate that's brilliant. I love that. Once we've done that, there are lots of different ways to create compelling, right? Like asking for their thoughts and comments, asking for their engagement, right? Whatever that might look like. But if we don't create a compelling moment with content, we don't know who's consuming it. Right. Right. Yep. And and we cannot take it to conversation if we don't know who they are. So I love that. Bill, what was the second thing? We so, were talking and about? so now let's talk about content. So what are the types of content that mm-hmm. we can that we can put out on LinkedIn? We could list them. Right. So there's well, text post, long form or short form. Or Yeah, right. it could be short, too. Up yeah, to, to three thousand characters with spaces form form, right? Because yeah. yeah. it used to be short form, but really 3000 can be kind of long. So you yeah. can do up the, so that's a, a text post. So mm-hmm. there's just text. Yeah. The there's, text. there's um, image posts, right? So yeah, you can, post. you can put a, a, a picture with your, with your text posts. So, so images, uh, native video, native video. Native so video. that's from three seconds to 10 minutes, right? Yeah. Or six seconds. I always forget. Yeah. yeah, but here's the thing with that: you you want it to be about two to three minutes. Anything more than that, and you're gonna you're gonna lose lose them okay. absolutely. So, so there's so there's native video, Document. right? Documents. Documents. So documents are really good. So this is a PDF. This could be a, a slide share that you do, like a PowerPoint, and then mm-hmm. and then save it as a PDF and load that up. Don't let it be 85 slides on something. Um, remember, <laughs> it has to resonate. 
right? Yes. And then the last thing is articles, right? So, yep. so a blog, like a blog, LinkedIn's uh, blogging platform, it's called an article. And uh, that's a longer post. So those are the different types of content. There's one more that we're going to talk about at the end. At the end, which is yes. a whole. Correct. Right. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to come back to that. But, but what if I'm not a writer? Like you listed all those out, like, listen, I just don't write, you know? So how then do I create content? Um, I think you start with uh, capturing your genius, right? Mm -hmm. so talk a little bit. How do you capture your genius? Yeah, so essentially there are a couple of different ways to do that. Probably the easiest is to is to just either record yourself with a um you, you know, remember recorders that you used to have in your hand and stuff like that. You could do that. You could take notes on on what you're talking about, but do that during client calls and do that during times when you're discussing your product because you will say things that it's like, oh man, that was really good. I should write that down. I call them t-shirt moments. So in other words, thing, you know, like little quotes that you would put on t-shirts and things like that. But going to obviously listening to what your client is saying, but at the same time, when, when you say something you think it's good, guess what? It's probably good. So write it down and then, and then you can base all of the, uh, any, uh, any to all of the other things that, that we've discussed based on just what you said during even just one client call. Yeah. I mean, and the other thing is right now we're doing a lot of these conversations on zoom. So you yep. can yep. zoom is the other good way. Yep. Here's the other thing is, is, you can, if you're on Zoom and you're recording, there, if you have any level of paid Zoom, you can check a little box to get the transcription, right? And so from that, you can edit and create a blog. You can create your t-shirt moments. I love those or t-shirt mm -hmm. quotes. Um, there, there's so much that you can get from that. If you don't have paid Zoom, upload it to otter.ai. Yep. It will transcribe it for you. And you've got lots of tidbits that you can then take quotes and as much as I'd love to get lots of t-shirts and if you want them call Bill's <laughs> wife uh, but but you could put you could put them in Canva posts mm -hmm. right like Canva mm -hmm. C-A-N-V-A just a, it's a great image with your quote lots of things that we can do with that and then if you want to edit that video of you saying those things you've got video that you can use as well. And then another another way to capture your genius is just emails of questions that you've gotten from your clients. Like they're they're coming to you with questions and with problems all the time that you're solving for them. And so just, you know, there's a post. If, if one of your clients had a problem and you solved it, that's going to resonate with other clients like like that. Um, Absolutely. You know, another way that you can that you can create content is by curating content. Right? Yep. So you can go out and find. So curate means to curate something means to collect, select, and present information or items such as pictures, video, music, um, posts, text posts uh, for people to use or enjoy. Here's the, the mic drop moment. Using your professional or expert knowledge. So mm -hmm. what that means is you go out and you find an article online that you're going to use. You're going to curate that, but just don't post the article. I see so many people do that. Yeah. Put a text post with a quote from that article, what you got from it, and, and a little snippet of your thought leadership, of your expertise, tag the author of the original article, and that's going to make it go farther. And boom, right there, you've created content using someone else's content. 
So that's a great way to, to curate. So remember, when you're curating, you have to put your own knowledge in there. Love that. Absolutely. And, and the last one we're going to talk about is one of my favorite subjects, mm -hmm. which is yep. polls. polls. Now, I know there are a ton of polls out there, but there's a lot of polls, but <laughs> they work. Mm -hmm. They yep. work. So, so he, if you don't have any brilliant ideas, and maybe you got a good idea from curating something, um, ask questions. People love to share their point of view. Mm -hmm. So put in a question with four options and then don't just hope and pray that people will answer that poll. Make a list, take inventory of your existing connections. You can export your connections and take a look at all the people that you'd love to find out how they vote on that poll mm -hmm. and click the little send underneath that poll and ask them to participate. You, it's it, the the poll auto populates inside of the message, mm -hmm. so yep. it's a one click vote, and it's absolutely phenomenal at the insights that you can gather because people love to share their point of view, and and they can vote right in the message, right? It doesn't click them out right. somewhere else. They well, can it, vote right yeah, in the it, message. It'll click and vote in the message, but it does take you out because they want you to comment as well. But if mm -hmm. they click, it's voted. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah. And we've seen people within our coaching community have some amazing success with polls by yeah. doing just what Bryn just said, what we say, getting in, getting it into the inbox. So not just posting it on your newsfeed and hoping and praying some people will find it because let's face it, if you're not posting a lot, not a lot of people are going to see that. It's just the nature of the algorithm. But if you're taking that and reaching out to people and you're, and you're asking them to vote, Guess what? Mm -hmm. When they vote on it, it's getting a further and further and further reach. And we're seeing people get some amazing results on it. And so, so Bryn, I've, I've created a poll and mm -hmm. I put it out there and I put it in a bunch of folks' inboxes and I've gotten a, but now what do I do with it? Ah, so if you post the poll as the author of the poll, you're the only one who can see who voted on what. And so this is where social selling really starts, right? We get to see insights and now we can do lots of things. One of the things Bill did is from one of his polls is he created an ebook that he was able to share with people saying, hey, this is what you voted on. Here's the benchmark of where you fell. I've got additional insights I'd be happy to share with you. You know, here's the ebook. If you'd like to chat, let me know. I'm happy to send over a link to my calendar. And you can book opportunities of conversations around what matters to them because that was their vote. Absolutely. Right. And then and then you also get to see how people voted. That's exactly right. So you're saying this is how you voted. Mm -hmm. This is where you benchmark with everyone else that voted. Let's chat. Let's I have other insights around mm -hmm. this that might be helpful to you in your business. If you're interested, let me know. Ask permission. I don't think I'd ask permission to send the the document because they voted i feel like they already opted into that yeah right, but I would, yeah but i would ask permission on if you're interested in additional insights around this topic mm -hmm. let me know i'll send you a link to my account and, yeah. and another thing you can do is, is write in the insights you see if you're if you're connected with someone there's a messaging icon you can just send them a message but if you're not connected with them you can then connect or you have a reason to connect with them hey Hey, Bryn, thanks for voting on my poll. Would love to have you as part of my network. Take a look at my profile. If you think it makes sense, let's connect. Thanks, Bill. That. 
And so I was able to connect with, with many people because of that. And I'll just give you a quick stat because people want to know, you know, I asked about 80 people via in-mail to vote and none of them voted, right? In-mail is really not working, but almost- That's the page, just for people who are listening, yeah. a lot of people mix up in-mail and they think in-mail is messaging inside of LinkedIn. In-mail mm -hmm. is a paid uh, message that typically with Sales Navigator, you get so many in-mails, usually mm -hmm. 90 yeah. every three months. Right. And so, so all that to say organic outreach is working much, much better on LinkedIn. I think it always will because LinkedIn is a networking site. So, so let's wrap this up. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so we've talked about content, LinkedIn content for social selling. And I hope you saw the process we went by there. Um, we're not just posting stuff just to post stuff. What we're doing is we're posting with an intention in mind to have more conversations. No, no random acts of social. Exactly, exactly. So why don't you just re, re, review those those four pieces of content and take us home here. Okay, so the first thing is make sure you understand the five elements required to make your content social selling. Number two, really take a look at all of the types of content that are available to you and leverage the ones that make the most sense. If you are a non-writer, start recording yourself on Zoom and getting that transcription or on your phone if you want to audio record. You can actually, otter.ai has a free app where you can, uh, for your mobile device, where you can just talk into it and then get your transcription. Really simple to do. And lastly, start to look at polls as an option for content. It's such a great way to start conversations. Well, hey, thanks everyone for joining us for another episode of Making Sales Social Live. We'll see you and you'll hear us next time. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.